Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to find freedom from the shame and pressure of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode with Lynn Wilder and Joel Grote as they and their guests share personal stories and wisdom from the Bible that just might surprise you. We invite you to experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Joel Grote. And today, Lynn and I have a guest. We've got Lori Poland with us. Lori is a former LDS. Uh, uh, she and her husband were both part of Concerned Christians. Um, and they. she has a fascinating story about how both she and her husband, um, Andy, who is now deceased, um, came to Christ. But when we ended the last episode, she was just getting ready to tell us about an experience she had in the LDS temple. So it's while mm -hmm. she is still LDS and what she was saying at the end, and we were like pretty much out of time. So we had to stop her there, but she just said, it really kind of scared her. And so Lori, we, first of all, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. <laughs> but I'm really curious now as to what happened. So go ahead and jump back in with this with your okay. visit to the temple, you know, what led up to it and what you experienced. <laughs> okay. Well, I basically, my husband had been uh, uh, disfellowshipped and I thought I'd go to the temple. Uh, I went to the temple uh, by myself, which was a little different. Wait, wait, he had an affair and he just got disfellowshipped? Yep. Not mm -hmm. excommunicated. His case was different because he showed that he was repentant okay okay all right sorry to yeah. distract you okay back to the back <laughs> anyway, to the temple so experience he's but he's still disfellowship he's so he's not worthy he doesn't have a temple recommend he can't go so can't you've go. got to go by mm -hmm. yourself right so okay. i thought i i would go it wasn't a good experience for me um it was kind of sad to have your husband not be with you when you go because you think of it as a couple right right mm -hmm. um I guess I had started before I even did this, I had started to uh, try and pray a little different. I was trying to pray more direct, you know, or I was okay. changing the way I was praying. But I don't know if this had anything to do with anything other than when I went to the temple, I went through. And as you go into the celestial room and you are sitting there after you go through, um, I was sitting there. And I was like feeling like I'm not worthy to be here or uh, there's something, you know, not right or something. And I just got this feeling or thought or you, you don't belong here. You shouldn't be here. I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't like that thought. So like, okay, I don't know if I did something wrong with God or something, I'm going to get out of here because I don't think that was right. You know? So I got up and I left. Well, that would be, that would be very disconcerting because the whole idea is once you've gone through the ceremony and you've done everything right, and you've right. been allowed to just kind of sit and reflect in the celestial room that's the place where you're supposed to have all these great feelings about how much God loves you and how worthy you are. And so then to right. have that thought come into your mind. Wow. Right. It was, it was just like, you shouldn't be here. 
So now that time has gone by, do you think that was a demonic experience trying to make you feel guilty? Or do you think God was literally trying to get you out? I think part of it was I was feeling guilty about something. So it could have been demonic. But I could also see how God could have used that to say, you don't belong here, meaning I don't belong in there. Right. So I could see it as God saying, you don't belong in there because that is not me, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, yeah. But um, uh, something that really kind of strike, strike me is that um, the Mormon church tells you that the Mormon church, the temple, that there's no evil in around anywhere around the temple because it's sacred. Yes. And so the very fact that I would feel any type of attack inside the Mormon temple was a sign that there was something not right. And yet, according to the Bible, what goes on in the temple is called necromancy, right? The idea that you're trying to reach the dead, basically, that you're trying to get. I didn't even think of it in that way. But yeah, that's basically what that is. Yeah. So my husband, when he was questioning his faith, went to the temple one day and he was alone in the celestial room and he was struggling over the whole idea of polygamy and whether it was from God. He hated the idea of polygamy. Oh, wow. Goodness, right. And um, he asked God in the celestial room, is this of you? And he said for the first time in his life, he got <laughs> oh, an answer no. oh, and no. it said, no, it's not from me. It's a <laughs> oh. man. And oh, wow. that was his last straw in the church. He, he really believed that God had spoken to him. And that was that he was done. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now this temple experience, because um, you shared in the last episode that the you had visited a Christian church with your husband, Andy. Was that right. like after this temple experience then? Oh, the, way, 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 way. That was way years. after. Okay. So that yeah. was, this was something that, that stuck in your mind that you'd experienced in the temple that just, that left you with this, wow, maybe. Now, did you ever yeah. go back to the temple? Uh, with my husband, maybe once or twice. Okay. I think we went to uh, a wedding or something, but I okay. really can't remember. This had to have been within a six-year period of time, I'm thinking. Okay. So when you went, so I'm going to, now we're going to fast forward um, six or seven years. You and your husband have both been attending a Christian church. You've both found some things out about the LDS church that are making you doubt, making you question whether Joseph Smith is really a true prophet. And you said you went to concern Christians um, because your husband wanted you to go there. Right. Do you remember, what did you talk about there? What kind of impact did that have on your spiritual journey, that visit um, there? And, and let the listeners know that Concerned Christians is a Christian organization that helps Mormons kind of separate Mormonism from Christianity. Yeah, right. and help them transition. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. Um, well, um, I went to uh, Concerned Christians with my husband, and uh, they helped me um, transition out of Mo the Mormon church into uh, a Christian church. Um, they, they actually uh, gave me a, I guess it was like a New Testament um, okay. And they gave it to me and they encouraged me to read from there. 
and that there's, you know, different types of churches that they have different styles and things like that. It's just basically uh, that type of thing. Uh, I continued going there. They, it was easier for me to open up. And so they have like a group study where you just going by yourself with your husband or were you maybe weeding with a group of other people that were also having similar questions? Um, I was, I think I was with other people who, uh, who had been through similar situations where they were ex-Mormon. Well, they were ex-Mormons. They call them ex-Mormon. Yeah. There were, there were some, some people there that were good support. Um, uh, that's when they had started to tell me what the truth about who Jesus was and that the. Um, they started to tell me, hey, uh, Jesus' sacrifice did not happen in the Garden of Gethsemane. It happened on the cross. And that was a big eye-opener for me. I was like, what? Really? Wow. You know, and so I've just started to learn things. And they started to say, hey, you know what? Uh, when you, you What you want to do is you want to start reading from the book of John. After John, I, I read Acts. And when I read uh, through the book of Acts, that's where uh, it came alive to me. And I was like, wow, this is like so exciting. It was like so exciting to see how Paul went from one place to the next. And he was witnessing to all these people in the jail cell and uh, hearing the hearing the truth of who Jesus was. And I just thought it was exciting. And, and to uh, start reading and actually see... Um, layers and layers of the Mormon church start to peel off, you know, and yeah. um, so it was really quite interesting to go there. Yeah. So talk to me about family relationships now. Did you become public at some point and was that difficult and were your parents upset? It was a little different at first. So what happened was um, when Andy started, to, when he came out, he was very public about it. In fact, he went to my parents and he told them, I said, he said uh, that he was leaving the Mormon church. Uh, and they were like, okay, they d- didn't like it really. I don't think they liked it, but they didn't yep. do anything about it. They didn't do nothing about it. My parents didn't really like that. I left. My mom told me uh, she was going to, she, I needed a spanking that my dad needed to bend me over and spank me. And, and my, you, were at, you were how old at this point? <laughs> I think I was like, uh, well, you were married know. with how many kids? <laughs> five, yeah. five kids. Yeah. So anyway. yeah, I don't know. And my, my dad came up to me and said, I think you're making a mistake. Uh, you know, he just said, I think you're making a mistake. Now at this point, your parents are, they're temple recommend holders, right? So they're temple worthy. They've got a, they have a temple marriage. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So you're, I mean, you're threatening their forever family by walking away. You're no longer going to be a part of the whole big family unit that they've been living their whole life to achieve. Right. you You were the first one in your family to step out. Yes. Yes. I was the first one I had. Um, I basically, uh, yeah. Um, that takes courage. Yeah. It was really kind of hard because my, my mom 
I don't know. It was really different for my mom. My my sister had went on a mission. Uh, to uh, she had went on to a mission, okay. and she didn't know that this that I had left. And when when I went together around with my family after she had came back from her mission, and we were at the at a my sister's house. I think it was my sister's house. I went outside and I was like going to come inside. And that's when we had started wearing a cross. Me and Andy were oh, both wearing okay. a cross. And then I remember my mom, she was very hostile toward it. Uh, Cause she didn't want, I guess she didn't want my sister to see it or to know it. Uh, yeah. And my, my husband was just, you know, she, he was wearing his cross and I went outside and my mom comes over to me and she says you tell him to put his cross inside his shirt she just like puts the my cross inside my shirt for me and um i just remember her holding me on my neck or something but anyway it just seemed kind of she was a little a little it just seemed a little hostile but um yeah but then afterward, I just turned around and I came inside. I told him what happened. And he's like, I'm not doing that. So um, anyway, I just remember it being not, it was not an easy manner because my mom didn't want to be shown as, hey, I, I'm different now or Andy's different. It, she just wanted everything to be the way Mormon church, you know. And, yeah. Well, it reflects on her, right? In Mormonism, right, right. it looks like maybe she did something wrong if one of her kids leaves Mormonism because Mormon oh. families are so entrenched, even even adult to adult, that your parents still feel like they need to put pressure on you to stay Mormon. Right. Yeah. There, well, there isn't as much freedom, I don't think, as there is in Christian families, typically. No, I think. I didn't even think of it that way, but yeah, I, I think that, um, her mom and her, her, all her brothers and sisters, all her brothers and sisters were all married in the temple. All of them were all church girl, girl goers and yeah. temple going to the temple being sealed. Um, all her sons went on their missions on all came back, got married. And my dad's goal was like, I want all my kids to be married in the temple. And, and, you know, yeah. that was his goal. That's what he wanted. He wanted all his kids to go in the temple. In fact, he wanted all his kids to have temple regimen so that we could all be in the t same up, you know, in the temple where you're, you wait, you go in that, you know, the celestial room and we could all be in there together. So that was like his goal. That's what he was like. He wanted, but yeah. that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, my, yeah, that didn't happen. So over the years, um, have other people come to Christ in your family or Andy's family? Um, well, I have one sister that there's a possibility that she may, she might have come out of the Mormon church. Um, there was a years ago, um, my sister Elizabeth, um, she, she was living and when we lived in AJ, um, she was living in Santan Valley for a little while. 
-hmm. And she came over to my house and she had shared with me that they, that they were coming out of the Mormon church or, or Mm -hmm. they were going to move. Yeah. Something to that effect. Um, But did she find faith in Christ? I'm not sure if she, I think that she started to learn stuff. And she had been reading out of the Bible. So I don't know for sure if she had or not. I haven't talked to her for a while. So, but I know someone who has made, (laughs) well, and that you were part of, you were part of this. (laughs) Okay. So basically um, there is another person. um, There's another person that, that has come out Um, just recently. um, Andy's mother uh, Cindy, uh, she had recently had come out. I had real, I had found out, uh, back in March, but, but Cindy called me up one day and she was not even aware that her son who is now deceased testimony was on YouTube and that the church that he had gone to for a time that you and you and Andy had gone to Bible Church had done a whole series on the differences between Mormonism and Christian faith that Andy had taught and that those were all available. So Cindy was just in tears to find out that her dead son, who she loved dearly, could teach her the gospel of grace from the grave. And it's been, um, we need to talk to her, Joel. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's amazing. And then we should also link to those episodes then in the show notes that have been so influential um, in her life. So, wow. So Lori, any, any last things you want to share just about your faith journey? Anything you would want to say to maybe an LDS person who's in this process of transition and maybe starting to explore some of these things? Well, Um, it was really kind of hard for me to transfer from uh, being a Mormon to a Christian life. Um, The the walk wasn't, it was really kind of hard because I didn't know exactly, um, I didn't really fully understand everything. And I, I don't know, I ended up, um, going at, at central uh, central Christian church I I I went to a uh, a small group that was scared toward uh, making peace with your past type thing it was geared okay. toward people who who were raised up in a dysfunctional family but I didn't ever think I was in a dysfunctional family I wouldn't have ever thought of it Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like thinking oh, I needed to make peace with my past because there was something not right about my past. Um, and I felt like maybe there was something keeping me from, I don't know. It was just something I, I don't know. It just felt like I need, there was, this, I was having a hard time transitioning from being a Christian and being a Mormon to Christian life. It wasn't like Andy, it was like Andy just transferred over and he was just like teaching everything. And it was a little bit different, (laughs) you know, and, and Andy was just like, you know, and I went to these classes and, and I was learning all sorts of stuff about myself that I didn't know before. And it was just really different. Was it helpful though? Um, was it something that helped you? Um, um, I think it was helpful because it kind of my character traits were like um, someone who is like 
I showed signs of somebody who was an alcoholic. But I never drank any alcohol before. But I have all these signs that uh, the way that I act or the things I do uh, all pinpoint toward someone who's dependency. Yeah, dependency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so basically, I learned from my I learned that um, I have a tendency to become addicted to things very easily. I still had that guilt that I was carrying with me all those years. And I still have some of that guilt that you carry because I was a Mormon and I carried that guilt with me. Right. And so it was kind of hard for me to shake that, that Mormon stuff off. And where and are so, you now with that? Well, where I'm at now is that um, I've learned more about the character of who God is. And I think that by seeing who God truly is, and seeing that all these years of me trying to do it myself and that I can't do it myself, that I'm dependent upon him to do it because I can't do it. Right. So and what are I you could. seeing? What are you seeing about the character of God that's been so encouraging to you then? Like what, what is, how, how do you see God now? What do you understand him to be like? Well, um, the thing that I'm, I, that, um, there's a scripture in, oh, Harold, let me pull it out quick. Um, it's something that kind of, it helped me a little bit to understand a little bit. Colossians 1, uh, I'm going to start from verse 9, it says, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his son, his beloved son and whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Mm. So that is something that, has helped me to understand that the father it is i didn't think that the father i didn't think of the father as being so significant in that way i yes. i was before it was like i'm thinking i i still had the mormon concept that that, that god was three different people yeah but in this it was kind of like I, I, I trying to separate the Mormon God with the true perception of who the Bible says. So it's like the Father. The Father is the one who who has delivered you out of the domain of darkness. And he transfers you to his son. And yes. it's and it's the son who who he has given all things over to him. It's Yes. He, he is the image of the invisible God. Christ is the, Im, 
that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for all for by him all things were created. So it's really quite fascinating that the Father has is the one that's he's basically in charge. You know, it's the Father and then the Son are one, you know, the Father and right. the Son are one. Exactly. And, and they're working together to accomplish your salvation and make sure it happens. Right. So it's not on you. It's not on you to do it. It's on you to trust that they've right. done the work for you. Right. So it's really quite interesting that God is the one, he's the one that saves. I, I can't do it for myself. And there's nothing I can do to earn it. It can't be, you can't talk your way into it you can't <laughs> you can't force yourself on god it's god is the one pouring himself onto you he's the one showing you he's like hey look here look he's pointing himself to you all the time he's trying to get your attention look 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 yeah. look look <laughs> yeah and yet oh. god used it and yeah. yet he used it yeah. because he's an amazing god <laughs> I think we are out of time, my dear. Yeah. And that's Um, a great place to stop, right? That whole idea that this God is so big and so able and so amazing and so loving that we didn't know him before. But now we do. Well, Laurie, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been a delight to have you on the podcast. So. Mm-hmm. And just pray that God will continue to bless you and direct your life and continue to work in your mother-in-law's life. So, mm. Yeah, that's been quite a miracle. Thank you, yeah. Lord. Yeah. And uh, grace and peace to you, friends. <laughs> Until right, next thanks. time. Okay. So long. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We would love to hear how the podcast has helped you. We are so grateful for you, our listeners, and the donations that keep us on the air. To say thank you, we are offering a free gift with a donation of any amount. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free gift button to get yours. Thanks for joining us on the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.